Corey, what is your least favorite chore around the house? Oh, probably doing laundry. Well, I am going to explain to you why you're going to like doing laundry even less by the end of this podcast. Oh boy, that sounds great. Okay, so if you could spend one night in a sports owner's suite, what would you do first? I would eat all of the shrimp. All of the shrimp. (laughs) Where we're going to show you what one man did with a two-week run in a stadium. All right, well, here's a little riddle for you. Oh, I agree. When is a safe not safe? When it's open and all the stuff is gone. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but that's not the answer I'm looking for. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Ladies and gents, boys and girls. Step right up for the Florida Freak Show. Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people that live and play here. And we have some of those, don't we, Kirsten? We always do. Ripped, ripped from the headlines. Ooh, the rolling R ripped from the headlines. I'm feeling sassy tonight. All right. Our first story comes from the Miami Herald. 26-year-old Emily Visnick just moved from Connecticut to Florida this year to attend Barry University. Oh. And she is learning more about Florida every single day. Aren't we all? Last week, while doing her laundry at her apartment, she found a very Florida surprise in her washing machine. Oh, a Burmese python oh. coiled up on her wet clothes and no. hissing at her quite loudly. Viznik said that at first she wondered if she'd accidentally put something snakeskin in her wash, but then she touched it and it moved. Oh, it and, moved. And hissed at her. Yikes. Fortunately, she was able to track down the apartment's maintenance crew who helped extract the python from her washing machine It was the first snake they'd ever seen in the building. Mm. Animal control suggested that the python may have been an escaped pet who found its way through the building's vents right into her laundry room. Nope. (laughs) No way. This is now my new excuse, like I needed an excuse, for not doing laundry. I already don't like doing laundry. This isn't going to help it out at all. Really? You don't... I, I... Hadn't noticed in the time that we'd been together that you don't enjoy laundry. No. And now I have a great new excuse for it. And it may actually end up replacing my snake in the toilet phobia that I've always had. Yeah. Yeah. You know that old wives tale of snakes crawling up through. And if you don't have this phobia, you may now have it as well. But I always am like, is there going to be a snake in the toilet? I have a friend who has a squirrel in the toilet phobia. And it stems from an actual incident within her home. Well, at least she's got that going for her because I haven't had a snake in the toilet incident ever happen to me. I'm just scared to death of it. Wow. Yeah. So I I guess cleaning the toilet is is out of your league as well. Not doing it. Yeah, I've (laughs) noticed. Um, So first of all, welcome to Florida, Emily. Right. Enjoy our bountiful wildlife. Invasive species. (laughs) I have to say, the Miami Herald probably won the internet with their headline for this story. Oh, yeah. Which basically said that a Miami area woman found an agitated python in her washing machine. Nicely done. Oh, yeah. Little laundry humor for you there today. Who doesn't love laundry humor? That's great. So I'm wondering if 
she washed the python mm. with like really hot water, would it shrink down to something more manageable? I think you're on to something Like maybe there. shrink down to a boa constrictor or like if she did it for a long wash. And like maybe a throw- worm. Yeah, a garter snake, gar- garden, gar- gar- garter, yeah, gar- like garter belt, garter belt snake, gar- gardeners, I, don't know. I, I, gardener, yeah. I don't, whatever it is, it's small and harmless, and maybe a long time in the wash would do that. Here's the thing, I'm much, much like Indiana Jones, one of my heroes. I'm not a fan of snakes, so I'm not going to learn anything about them, and I'm going to be freaked out when I see them. I love your idea of going really, really hot and hoping to shrink the snake. That makes a whole lot of sense to me. (laughs) It's science, after all. Now, can you think of anything more frightening to find in uh, in a dryer, except maybe like, you know, a red socks in with a white? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that that would be awful. Um, I have found some pretty alarming things Mm -hmm. in my laundry before. Right. Um, You you might remember an incident at a former apartment of ours Uh where uh, a neighbor's adult (laughs) toy ended up with our wash, which was also very alarming and snake-like in many ways. Yeah, so we, we shared like a little... Uh, laundry uh, uh, room uh, space, sort yeah. of. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, that was bad. That was really odd, yeah. <laughs> have you ever, like taking your stuff to a laundromat in college or whatever, have you ever wound up with somebody else's stuff? I have always, I've been lucky enough to not have that happen to me. But I've heard enough stories and tall tales about it. I have lost items Mm. in the laundry, but I have also gained items. Oh, much like the unwritten law of dry cleaning. You sometimes lose items. You sometimes gain items. It's an unwritten rule. Right. So We all live by it. Maybe she just found somebody else's snake by accident in her wash and they have like her Yankees jersey. Oh, yeah. That could be Joe Pepitone. (laughs) Looking for Joe Pepitone. No, I think that that could be really odd. I... I immediately thought, yeah, it's definitely coming up through the vents, but I kind of like your story a lot better. Just found like somebody else's snake in her life. I mean, you know, she probably lost a sock, gained a snake. Yep. That's how the world works. Yeah. I love that. Not a in- fair trade, by the way. No, not at all. I love that in Florida, you don't even have to go outside to experience our nature. Oh, no. Uh, we had an incident uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, not really that long before this incident mm-hmm. happened um, in our area. I don't remember if it was in Estero or if it was in Bonita Springs. Uh-huh. But there were some folks who lived in a high-rise condo, and in the morning, they took the elevator to go downstairs, and when they got to the lobby, there was an alligator in the lobby. Oh, wow, yeah. And and they ended up essentially being trapped in the elevator until somebody could come and extract the alligator, which, by the way, is the worst slash best excuse ever for being late for work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And to your point, I used to do a storytellers project here in town, and one of my storytellers was a one of the one of the people that they call out to wrangle the alligators and the snakes. Oh, perfect! And that guy talk about a wealth of cool stories. He had a whole bunch of them, but I mean, he could just go on for days and days. So and days. he has probably found a snake in a washing machine before. Oh yeah, that's I'm sure old hat for him. <laughs> well. Yeah. If you're ever looking for a snake wrangler and you live in Florida, mm. because Florida, we we actually have an invasive species hotline. Did we do. you know that? Oh yeah. So the number is eight 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 I've got one. <laughs> what a great number. Four eight three four six eight one. So yeah. I've got the numeral one. You can also go to I've got one dot org. Okay. 
or use a smartphone app, which is also called I've, I've Got, Got One. One. Oh, wow. I don't think I need the app on my phone, but I love this idea. And I we have a lot of invasive species around here and none of them I want to deal with. I love the fact that they think that people are going to stumble across enough pythons <laughs> that they're actually going to install a smartphone app sure. on their phone for, for all of the times that you run into, that right. you've got one, essentially. Well, you'd rather have it and not need it than needed, needed and, and not, not have, have it. it. That's so right. Just if, like a bail bondsman. If you don't mind having it on your phone, <laughs> it could come in handy. That's right. All right. Well, our next story comes to us from cbsnews.com. Three 15-year-olds were arrested in Palm Beach last weekend trespassing with a firearm, burglary with a firearm, and resisting arrest. Wow. But the situation actually could have ended up much, much worse. Okay. So early Friday morning, a Palm Beach officer spotted the three teenagers sitting in a parked car. When the officer turned on his lights, the kids sped away. <laughs> that, that That's not suspicious. Not at all. <laughs> When they saw another cop a couple of miles down the road, the teenagers panicked. They ditched the car, climbed up a wall, and then tried to hide on the property that they were on, mm. dumping a backpack that, by the way, held a mini AK-47 along Ooh. the way. Oh, that could be a problem. So that property that they scaled the wall of and uh -huh. were trying to hide in happened to be the Mar-a-Lago Resort. Oh, Fortunately, the resort is closed for the summer mm -hmm. and the president wasn't in town, which means that Secret Service wasn't patrolling the property. Well, that's good. <laughs> Officers surrounded Mar-a-Lago and used police dogs and a helicopter to locate the trespassers. A Palm Beach police spokesperson says that he thinks that the trespassers didn't even know that they were on the president's property. Oh, the 15-year-olds are being held at a juvenile detention facility while prosecutors decide whether or not to charge them as adults. Well, when I'm hearing this story, I was immediately reminded of like the end scene on Blues Brothers where <laughs> they walk out of the office and it's just every cop in the tri-state area has like a gun pulled on them. And that's immediately what I started thinking of when you said Mar-a-Lago, but then you said the Secret Service wasn't there. And thank goodness for that. It could have ended up so much worse. Oh, absolutely. Not that these kids are in great shape right no, now. No, But yeah, I, I mean, I think we can probably all agree that three 15-year-olds with an AK-47 are probably up to no good. Yeah, some ne'er-do-wells for, to, for, to be sure. Perhaps some disciplinary problems mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But um, yeah, you certainly would hate to see them make a silly mistake. Yeah. And and have much worse consequences than what they're dealing with right now. Now, and and honestly, I guess now I understand kind of why the governor wants kids back in school. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything to keep them off the streets, you know, leave their AK-47s at home. Yes. You know, and, absolutely. And, and just stay out of, out of the streets get some edumacation. Now I'm starting to get it with, with this situation. And, you know, at 15, they've still got an opportunity to turn their lives around. Yeah. And I'm starting to think that maybe a life of crime is not the best path for these kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to know not only what you have on your person, but also you got to know that if you're going to be anywhere near like one of the most guarded pieces of property in, right. in America it might be a good idea to not try to hide there. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to work that hard to not be stupid. You know, probably day two or three in like career criminal school yeah. is have a good getaway plan. Right. And, plan, and plan, clearly, plan. Yes. Yeah. And they did not. Yeah. Obviously.
What amazes me is honestly, I mean, we've been in that part of the state, obviously. The fact that you could not know where it is when you're from that part of the state. I have no earthly idea how that could be the case. We pay attention to the news a lot more than maybe some, you know, the average person does. Definitely more than the average 15-year-old. But you've got to know. For no other reason, there's always a traffic problem when I'm going by that place. There's always a lot of cameras. There's always a lot of this. Secret service Secret service hanging out everywhere. Just avoid the area altogether. And what truly amazes me is that this isn't like the first time that somebody just sort of accidentally found themselves breaking into Mar-a-Lago. Like back in January, there was a woman who in her SUV crashed through two security gates at like 70 miles an hour at Mar-a-Lago. And officers also think that she didn't know where she was. Happening entirely too much. Entirely too much. We all have GPS in our cars, folks. (laughs) There's no excuse anymore for not knowing where you are. That's right. Use Waze. (laughs) For God's sake, use Waze. Yeah, and just mark Mar-a-Lago as the place where the president is. And maybe that'll make everything easier. There you go. All right, well, our third story comes to us from the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, You might know Al Lang Stadium as the home of the Tampa Bay Rowdies Uh pro soccer team. Yep. Or you might know it as a temporary home of Daniel (laughs) Alberneja, a homeless man who somehow found his way inside the stadium and was living rent-free in a luxury suite there. Nice. On Sunday, a cleaning crew was at the stadium for the first time in a few weeks and found shaving cream containers, razors, and blankets in one of the luxury suites. Mm-hmm. Neha was found not long afterwards wearing Rowdy's clothing and eating <laughs> food that he'd found in a concession area. Yeah. Stadium security reviewed surveillance video and found that he'd actually been taking advantage of the empty stadium for about two weeks Neha was arrested on charges of burglary and resisting an officer without violence. Well, I feel for anyone that's dealing with homelessness at any time. Of course. Especially this time. But I got to admit, if I were this guy, I'd be doing the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. I I would find this to be like a great time. (laughs) I really would. I'd be eating as many hot dogs as I can. I'd be wearing Rowdy's gear everywhere, kicking goals or whatever I need to do. (laughs) I'd find a great way to spend my time. And I'm sure the luxury suite is nothing to sneeze at either. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's basically living like a sports owner fantasy camp. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Although I will say, soccer? Yeah. If you've got to pick a sports owner fantasy camp, are you picking soccer owner fantasy camp? You kind of want to fly under the radar, you know, Mm. and with, I mean, a lot of sports are, you know, not doing anything right now. So might be the best way to go. Well, and that's, that's one of the reasons why he was able to, to do this for so long. Nobody's cleaning the stadium because the stadium's not in use. It was basically a routine visit every couple of weeks by the cleaning crew. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think it's a great idea just in general. You know, when we have hurricanes or other disasters, a lot of times stadiums kind of end up being the emergency shelters. Why why can't we make Outlang Stadium a a COVID emergency shelter? Yeah, take advantage of that big parking lot. You know, there's a lot of space there. 1,800 seats in the stadium. Come on. Probably more than one luxury suite Yeah, he could have been throwing a party for everybody. He could have. Yeah. He should have. He maybe should have. Honestly. Might have helped them fly under the radar even more. They're like, man, this dude owning the team is awesome. <laughs> and he loves the rowdies. He's always wearing the gear. He loves hot dogs. What, who, who doesn't get behind that? So if you had to pick any stadium or arena 
I guess, to to live in, mm. what one would it be? Well, my sentimental choice would probably be Arrowhead Stadium. Big Chiefs fan, always loved the team, but I really need to pick something that's indoors. Yeah, yeah, you want something with you want a roof over your head all the time. So I I th- I thought about this a little bit, and I think I would pick Allegiant Stadium, the new home of the Las Vegas Raiders. Ah, even though you hate the Raiders, I hate the Raiders, but I love Vegas. Oh. I love me some Vegas, and if I can be not far off the strip and have a massive brand new dome all to myself. I mean, it's got new dome smells Come still. on. Sure, it looks a little bit like a toilet bowl, but I'm sure inside it's gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure the luxury boxes yeah. are fantastic. It also kind of looks like a Death Star, too, so that's kind of neat as well. Um, I. What you about know, you? So I think... Again, sentimental favorite for sentimental me would be, favorite. would be Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, even yep. though I've never even been to a game there. Well, yeah, it's brand new. Brand spanking new, never yeah. even been to a game, but it w- I think it would be lovely. It's the I house that the Elch is built, and, it, and it, yeah, it would be a great sense of civic pride yes, to be but, there. Ugh, when it comes right down to it, yeah. I think I got to go with Jerry's World in Dallas. Oh, yeah, the big screen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest screen TVs on the planet, Come I'm on. pretty sure. Jerry does uh, it upright. When I watch my reruns of The Price is Right every day, yeah. I want to see Drew Carey like 600 feet tall. Sure. And that's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. Yeah. So, do you, well, I meant to ask do you, there, there probably wasn't any beer at the stadium, right? I don't know. We didn't see the hear that in the story, and I can't believe that wasn't one of the first things that came up because these hot dogs, what, of course, do you want to wash that down with? Yeah. A nice frosty beverage. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I don't I don't know if the kegs were hooked up, but Oh boy. St. Pete does have some lovely craft beers. Yeah. So you Man, know. that would make it even better. Yeah. That this owner sweet fantasy camp thing is such a great idea. This guy's got it figured out. Yeah. Good job, man. Good job. Our final story comes to us from clickorlando.com. All right. The Orlando Fire Department responded to a fairly unusual call recently at Shooter's World, ah. a popular firearms store and indoor gun range. Is that owned by Shooter McGavin? <laughs> so the unusual call happened because a teenage girl somehow managed to lock herself inside a five-foot showroom gun safe. Uh-oh. Investigators say she walked inside the display and the door closed behind her, Cruz first tried the manufacturer's suggestion, but the key lock failed to open. Oh, boy. They couldn't melt the door or cut into it because there was a human being inside. So the crews had to use hydraulic extraction tools to breach the door to the safe. Fortunately, they were able to communicate with her the entire time. Oh, that's good. The fire department did say that the teenager was not injured in the incident. Well, I know it's a teenager, but I have to think this might be the world's best child-proof gun safe. Because not only does it keep kids from getting into it, but it also locks them inside whenever they're... Keeps they actually them from getting, getting in, yeah, keeps, keeps them, them from, from getting, getting out. out. Wow. I mean, I got to say, I mean, this is a really scary situation. You sure. Know, you know, tight space and all that sort of stuff. But the whole thing about the door locking behind her, I'm not sure I really buy it. I think she might have kind of nudged it shut a little it, bit. It sounds like something from a cheesy horror movie. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe no. somebody else gave it a little nudge. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there was a pesky older brother in or, the picture. Yeah. I don't know how that works. And 
honestly, having been a teenage girl mm-hmm. at one point in my life, yes, many moons ago, <laughs> uh, I will say that perhaps we can be a little bit dramatic at times. You think? And, you know, potentially... Maybe she manufactured the situation on her own. Now, I I don't want to accuse her of that at We're all. We're not prejudging. Not prejudging. Yeah. Just looking at all of the possibilities sure. here. It yeah. does seem a little unlikely that the door just magically closed behind yeah, her. Yeah, it's like, officer, I was sitting in this Lamborghini and all of a sudden the door shut and it started up. What was I to do? <laughs> no, but really, I, I, I'm I'm a bit claustrophobic. I, it would be very scary to be in that situation. I'm, no matter how you got in the situation. Yeah, and then and then like making people know that I can get out. How how do I, how do you know? Let people know that you you're stuck in there. Right, and when it talks about hydraulic extraction tools, I assume Ooh. they're talking about like the jaws of life, right. like the yeah, it really because I couldn't use the shears. Yeah. Because there's somebody in there. You know, if I didn't know any better and if there wasn't a human involved in this whole situation, like a human victim, I would say that this might be the greatest sales job of this particular safe that you could possibly do. (laughs) Because the fail safe failed. I feel like a failing fail safe on a safe say that six times yeah, fast is probably tough. not the best selling point yeah, for, that's exactly for said safe. Yeah. Had that worked right away, I would say, man, Ron Peel must be selling these things because <laughs> this is the best way to do it. What is it with teenagers this week? Like we very know. rarely have stories that involve minors. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, a lot of news stories that involve minors do not get published yeah. because of the sensitive natures of the stories. Yeah. However, two stories in one week that involve 14, 15, 16-year-old kids, I, I do think we got to get these kids back in school. And I, I am not a supporter of sending kids back to school in this situation, right. but my God, let's get them out of the house. I have a theory. Yeah. Just like you said, there's a possibility she could be acting out. It could be all the cabin fever from this COVID you think about it, kids have been sort of trapped from home away from school for a much longer time than they normally would be with the summer going sure, home starting yeah. in March. And they've sort of been cooped up just like all of us. And it may just be a situation where they're like, I want to get out and do some stuff with my friends. I, it, I feel like if you've been cooped up in your house for like five months, yeah, cooping yourself up in a five foot safe no. is Probably not the ideal alternative. Yeah. 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 And it would not be an ideal alternative for dealing with COVID. That's not good. Don't do that. Don't try this at home, kids. I mean, unless you have a lot of snacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great. So, Corey, what did we learn this week? Well, I learned that there's more than one way to agitate a snake. Oh, well, I learned that um, Palm Beach is probably not the best place in Florida to just randomly get lost. I also learned that I am ready and willing and able to sign up for the next Owner Suite Fantasy Camp. Oh, so true. And uh, I learned that when the failsafe fails, (laughs) just call the fire department. Oh, yeah. Definitely do that. Well, those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. But as always, you can find plenty of other wacky Florida news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and our Twitter pages. That's right. Remember to follow us, like us, and share us. That's at FLA Freak Show. And if you see a Florida story we missed, feel free to share it with us. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're pretty much everywhere. Yep. So tell a friend and help us out a little bit more. 
Yeah, until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. We will be back next time. And until then, let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. <laughs>